I speak to you in the name of the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Before I begin, I would like to ask those of you who have worship bags with paper and pencil in them to listen for every time I say the word thank, thanks, or thanksgiving. For you, you get extra points if you hear a word that means the same thing as thanks. I'll give the answer at the piece. Let us begin. Ask, and it shall be given to you. Search, and you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened. Many people hear this passage, and they think, hey, this is just like Santa Claus. I can ask God for whatever I want, and I'll get it. Well, we know that God is not Santa Claus, and that even Santa Claus doesn't always give us what we want. What God does give us is the greatest gift in the world. God gives us what we need. God gives us love, for God is love. And God wants us to love ourselves as God loves us. If you have been listening to the Society of St. John the Evangelist meeting Jesus in the Gospel of John, the daily Lenten meditations that pop up in my mailbox every day, you know how much they are telling us that God loves us. This is the greatest gift we will ever receive. God's love for us, our love for each other, and the love that we give ourselves. We tend to spend a lot of time asking God for the things that we want. Please heal my sick friend. Please help me get through the day. Or please, God, get me through this sermon. They're all good things to ask God for, but all of these requests look to the future. God, do something for me tomorrow. But God is already at work healing our friend even before we ask. And God has already given us the strength to get through each day. God gives us remarkable gifts each day of our lives. And they come from out of nowhere. There can be a brilliant morning sky when you wake up. A cool breeze or a brisk one or even a cold one that blows on your face as you walk out the door. The gently falling snow the glittering stars at night. We respond by saying thank you to God for these marvelous gifts. Thank you, God, for your love. Giving God thanks can change our lives. Now, we've known that for a long time, but science is starting to prove that. Gratitude, or giving thanks, can create positive reactions in our brains that makes us kinder to our neighbors, better teachers, better students, and even feel better about ourselves. Brene Brown says, both joy and gratitude are spiritual practices that are bound to belief and human connectedness and in God. She further says, gratitude 
without, grace, without practice may be a little like faith without works. Neuroscience research tells us that expressing gratitude can reduce our stress levels. A, a University of Southern California study of gratitude found that when the brain feels gratitude, it reacts with, responsible, uh, with responsive feelings of reward, with moral cognition, with subjective value judgments, with fairness, economic decision-making, and self-reference. Giving God gratitude and thanks for all the gifts that God gives us is the most important thing we can do each and every day of our lives. I want to look at Psalm 138 with you, and you can follow along with me if you'd like. It's a prayer of thanksgiving and praise. It begins, I will give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart, because the gods, before the gods I sing your praise. I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. It's easy to say thank you or thanks in passing. You just say it, right? Even when you don't even really care. It's harder to give thanks with your whole heart because you have to really mean it. I will bow down toward your holy temple and praise your name because your steadfast love and faithfulness. You have glorified your name and your word above all things. I give thanks for God's constant love and for always being faithful. I give thanks with my whole heart for Virginia Theological Seminary. Verse 4, when I called, you answered me. You increased my strength within me. Thirty-one years ago, this week, before many of you were even born, I called to God and asked, what should I do? God answered me through a man named Locke Bowman. Dr. Bowman was a professor of Christian education and director of the Center for the Ministry of Teaching here at BTS. Dr. Bowman phoned me and asked me to come to the Holy Hill to live and work. I asked God to help me decide what to do. Should I leave my friends and, and move to a new place? Putting my children in new schools with no guarantees, not knowing at all what would happen. Many of you have faced this decision. Well, obviously I came. And through my years here, God has taught me many wonderful things. God has strengthened my soul through grace both in joyful and happy times and through sad and difficult times. And I give God thanks for my life here at VTS. All the kings of the earth will praise you, O Lord, when they have heard the words of your mouth. I have not encountered any kings here, but I have met many faithful people that I will never forget. Archbishop Desmond Tutu, and Archbishop Rowan Williams, Bishop Bud Shand, Deans Richard Reed, Martha Horn, and Ian Markham, 
and one very special bishop, Mark Dyer, who became my husband. All of them praised the Lord, heard the word of God, and followed God's will for their lives. Verse 5, they will sing of the ways of the Lord, and great is the glory of the Lord. For 30 plus years, I have attended chapel daily, learned the words of the prayers and the hymns by heart, simply by hearing them again and again. I can say most of morning prayer, Holy Eucharist and Compline without the book. The words and the phrases are a part of me, and they pop up at the most spontaneous times in the strangest places. I give God thanks for those hymns of praise that are to the glory of God. Though the Lord be high, he cares for the lowly. He perceives the haughty from afar. I have watched students go through this seminary and graduate year after year, and I've been surprised by those that God has lifted up to be wonderful priests and lay leaders in the church. It was not always the best student or the brightest mind, but it was those who were the most faithful. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will keep me safe. You stretch forth your hand against the fury of my enemies. Your right hand shall save me. I have walked in the midst of trouble. I have made enemies. And I experienced scary moments. There were storms of rain and ice and snow that made it difficult to get around the campus. I was in the basement of the Welcome Center on 9-11. I was here on the day that the earthquake shook Addison and damaged the Aspenwall Tower. I stood by helplessly as our beloved chapel burned to the ground. A lot of good things happened too. I got married in the old chapel uh, during a community Eucharist like this one. I feasted and danced in the refectory. I have made many wonderful friends among the faculty the staff, and the students. Through it all, I felt the hand of God. As you have probably realized by now, this is the last time I will be in this role in this place. I look forward to the future, and I believe the Lord God will make good his purpose for me. O oh Lord, your love endures forever. Do not abandon the work of your hands. Just as God has been with me all these years on this holy hill, I have confidence that God will be with me and with each of you as our days increase. We only need to remember two things. One, give God thanks with all your heart every day. And as today's gospel tells us at the very end, in everything, do as do to others as you would have them do to you for this is the law and the prophets <laughs>